It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on this edition of Locked On Wizards. With the NBA restart officially tipping off Thursday evening, Tony Cotillo, host of Heat Ratio Sports, joins the show to discuss what we've seen so far in the bubble preseason, surprises, and overall thoughts. Plus, what will the Wizards do Friday night to speak out on social injustice? All the details and more right here on Locked On Wizards. Hi, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Wizards here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Renee Washington, and it is officially game day. The NBA restarts first official games tip off this evening. So today to get into all that and more, I've got a special guest joining me on the show, our first guest of Locked On Wizards, Tony Cotillo, host of Heat Ratio Sports. He wears many hats, also worked with Fox Sports, the gambler in Philly and Philly Influencer. Tony, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me, Renee. I'm honored to be the first guest on Locked On Wizards. <laughs> I am happy to have you here, and I am definitely curious to know, as someone that works in many areas of sports, you know, and watching the way that the NBA specifically has returned, your initial thoughts on the NBA restart, as we've seen the preseason period, as we've been calling it, and the, the workouts leading up to the start of the official games. Well, for one thing, the good thing is it seems like they've gotten the testing under control, which is obviously a plus with the bubble. I mean, 88 games and 22 Mm -hmm. teams. I mean, it's just, it's actually exciting. It has like an NCAA Final Four March Madness tournament feel about it to me. And I think what we're going to see, in my opinion, is I don't think we're, you know, we're not going to see normal playoff basketball. I think in eight games, we're going to see like a running gun all-star black court like kind of blacktop kind of game. And I think, mm. you know, the defense is going to be very, very far and few between. I, I just think this is going to be more of, you know, uh, kind of like a game and ship show than it's actually going to be a competition, if that makes sense. That makes complete sense, actually. And I, I agree. I think that the environment is so different. And even as watching the games unfold and what the players have been saying, you know, as much as it doesn't affect their game not having fans, it does feel more like a pickup game type feel to it without having fans there. Like you're just out at the park playing pickup and a lot more run and gun versus traditional half court offenses and setting up plays. So I agree with you on that. I, that's a, I like the, the black top comparison. Yeah. It does take me back to like the park days, like yes. in the park playing basketball. Nobody's really watching instead of the structured games that we have as especially, of course, at the NBA level, but even as you know, as you're growing up, the more structured leagues and things like that. No, this is kind of taking it back to the basics, which is very good for that sense. But also the fact, as you mentioned, that they have been doing a good job with COVID testing, of course, across other leagues, especially Major League Baseball. Unfortunately, not the same. They need to pick up on some pointers from the NBA, but the league so far has been doing a good job, knock on wood, to make sure that they're taking care of their players. So definitely yeah, yeah. curious your thoughts. Oh, you know. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. No, I, you know, it, it's, I think we, we, we've touched on this before. We've talked on air about this. It's, it's going to, 
you know, basically depend on the maturity level of all the players. And if, if they can be mature through this whole process and, and take, you know, the responsibility of saying, Hey, listen, you know, not only am I trying to respect myself, but I'm trying to respect the health of everybody, whether it be coaches, staff, players, this is what it's all about. And, and if we want to put a product out there that people are really going to enjoy, mm-hmm. because listen, we, we want to, they want to bring people back. You don't want to lose fans. And that's the thing. You don't want to lose fans. I understand they have tons of money and they're a global entity. I understand that, but you still have to keep that active fan base and i think if you show that you are willing to do that i think obviously it's like the old field of dreams if you build it they will come so they will come back and we will enjoy it and it's going to be a good experience oh yeah absolutely they are definitely bringing it back and it's been exciting i know as sports fans we've been talking from a fan side it's just exciting to have sports back you know even though it's different there are no fans we can't go to games but we can still watch them. And that's the best part about it all is we're back to being able to watch and have these conversations. And I know we spoke about that on your show on Heat Ratio Sports about finally being able to talk sports again and itself being exciting. (laughs) It is, it is. And I'll tell you what, the NBA has done a really good job in the sense of, I love the digital fans. It's, Mm -hmm. I mean, it it gives you a different vibe. You watch a baseball game with cardboard cutouts and empty stadiums. It just doesn't feel right. But the NBA, it almost feels like a summer league game, you know, out in Vegas. And I think, it gives you more of an involvement. And I think they did a really good job with that. And I'm really excited to see how that evolves over those 88 games. I know there have been some mixed reviews on the, on the fake audio that they've been adding in, but for one, I personally have been looking to see if I recognize anyone like, Oh, who's, who's this in the ground that they've got. And then also I agree. It is at least real audio. It's it's real chance. I I enjoyed that. Even in soccer, I was watching it in the premiere. Yes. I thought it was so great. It does give it, first of all, at first it felt like a FIFA for soccer, but for basketball, I felt like I was watching 2K. It didn't, it felt almost like a video game. And then once I got my mind past that, it did feel a lot more just like a summer league game, but it does have a more real aspect to it versus just having cardboard cutouts. Like we've been seeing (laughs) some other sports doing that are just, Painted faces. Although one cardboard cutout (laughs) got their head taken off in Major League Baseball. (laughs) It's it's, dangerous. It it is, right? It's really weird. And the the fact that you can actually, I think for football season now, you can buy your own cardboard cutout, which is, it's unreal. Uh, I think it's a couple hundred dollars. You can actually, I know the the Philadelphia Eagles are doing it. You can actually buy your own personalized cardboard cutout. (laughs) So it's just a little strange times that we're living in here overnight. You know, businesses have to make money some way. And even seeing the fact that some sports are selling those seats to to sponsors to have them put their business on there. Now, as you're mentioning, people, instead of buying a ticket for myself, I can buy a ticket for my cardboard self to go sit at the game. I don't think so. That's where I draw the line. I agree. I, <laughs> Would I'll you buy a cardboard cutout of no. yourself to have at the Sixers game? Hell no. <laughs> or an I, Eagles game? I don't want to see football. that anyway, but trust me, I definitely, uh, nah, no, don't be throwing darts at that. Trust me. But uh, nah, I definitely don't want to do that. Oh, man. That, that's interesting there that I, did not even think about that as as something that for one makes revenue but for two i don't even know if i'd be i don't know if desperate's the word but i don't know what would i'll say i don't know what would bring me to want to buy a cardboard cut on myself that goes to the game but i can't yeah it's, it's it's definitely definitely a strange ordeal wow that's very interesting now coming up in our next segment tony and i will continue talking through our thoughts on the nba restart so far and takeaways from what we've seen as we prepare for the tip-off of the official season 
with the Jazz facing the Pelicans and the Lakers facing the Clippers Thursday night. Start your morning with the news that matters in just 10 minutes. Axios Today host Nyla Boodoo and a team of award-winning journalists will bring you the latest analysis and insight into the trends shaping our world. Now let's talk about rockauto.com. Who says car repairs have to be expensive for quality? Well, for over 20 years, rockauto.com has been the place to get everything done, from brake parts to tail lamps to even new carpets. And regardless if you're a professional or do-it-yourselfer, it's easy, convenient, and best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. It's a family business that puts your family first. We're still in the midst of a pandemic dealing with COVID-19, everyone. So why spend twice as much for the same parts when you can save money for you and your family? Shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers for countless makes and models. And one of the best parts about it, whether you're on your phone or your computer, you have quick service right at your fingertips. So go head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we at Locked On Wizards sent you. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Joining me here on Locked On Wizards, we've got Tony Cotillo, host of Heat Ratio Sports, Fox Sports, Philly Gambler. We're talking the NBA restart, and I have to get your thoughts with the with the league tipping off Thursday. That's today with the Jazz facing the Pelicans, the Lakers facing the Clippers. What are you, or what have you seen, I should say, so far from the scrimmages that has surprised you? Are there any players or any teams that the way they've returned has really surprised you and, and, and impressed you in some way? Well, if you, you, you know, you're talking about starting off with LA versus LA. I mean, you can't, I mean, you can't get any better matchup than that for the NBA restart. Right. So, you know, Kawhi versus LeBron, you know, you get the whole, you, you can't get any better than that. But when you talk about things that have stood out to me, there's so many different storylines. I, I think the biggest thing for me is I can't wait to see how the West unfolds because I really love the Portland Trailblazers. And just to see if they can pick up and get that A spot from Memphis is going to be really interesting. I mean, this is a team that we've seen the backcourt of, you know, of Dame and CJ. You got Melo and Nurchitz is healthy now. And, and you know, you've seen him. I can't believe that guy has such a gruesome injury. You see him play Mm -hmm. and he looks really good and that's got to be scary for those teams out west because they can get hot this is talking about eight games to get on a roll and when you look at the east i I still listen this is to me this is all about coaching we talked about this on, on, on my show i think was the same thing where you know you're talking about two teams it doesn't have to be necessarily talent level it has to be who is riding the ship and i look at two teams and i look at boston because i love brad stevens and i look at miami with mm-hmm. eric spolstra because i think you know it's going to be mastermind coaches that are going to be able to take these teams to the next step and let's not forget that miami was 9 and 3 
before against the top six teams in the East. And Jimmy Butler has that team balling out there. And I'll tell you what, you know, you never know, but they could surprise a lot of people in the East. You said a lot of great things there. Starting off, <laughs> starting. <laughs> I mean, you you just came right out with it. I I like it. Starting off with the West, I think one of the biggest things is when you look across the Western Conference standings, and you look at the Pelicans, the Trailblazers, the Grizzlies, the Mavericks, the quote unquote bottom teams. Yep. How are they? How are they bottom teams? I mean, John Morant <laughs> definitely showing for the rookie of the year, but the way he's playing with the Grizzlies, Luka Doncic and the Mavericks. As you mentioned, that backcourt of CJ and Dame, uh, yep. CJ, graduate of Lehigh, like myself, by the way. Um, and even the Pelicans with a healthy Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram. It's just how? How is this the, the quote-unquote bottom? When you think of a bottom of a conference, you think of those teams that may be more like what we're seeing on the Eastern Conference side, unfortunately. Teams yeah. that are a little farther out. Any of these top 10 teams, in my opinion, can not only be in – in the Western Conference playoffs, but be a top team. Now, the Grizzlies, I think, are a little further behind. But when I look at, we don't know how the Pelicans are going to really come back. We don't know how the Trailblazers are. Like, there is a lot of question marks around these teams. The Rockets, with having a healthy Russell Westbrook, who's able to get down to Orlando, and having James Harden, who, if we're talking playground pickup basketball style, <laughs> these two players are the epitome of king of the court. If, if I was going to play pickup at a playground or at a park, these are the two players that I would think of to be on my team. You know, th this game and the environment benefits them in so many ways. OKC with Chris Paul at the helm, Dennis Schroeder. You know, this is another team that's a sleeper. So there, there's so many teams across the West that I don't even know. It's going to be exciting to watch how they, how they finish out. I don't even know who could be the top eight. Like, if you were to ask me, aside from the Lakers and Clippers, and the, I'll put, you know, I'll put the Nuggets, of course, as a shoe in. But other than that, I have no idea. The next, that next tier can be rotational. It could be anyone on any given day. That's what's East, so exciting, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what makes this so incredible. For the it. East, yeah, not absolutely. as much. But that's one of the exciting parts of the playoffs this year is that we really don't know who. The Heat, actually, as you bring them up, first of all, Jimmy Butler, I know we'll get into the Sixers on Locked on Wizards uh, in more detail in our Friday episode. But this, the way that he has stepped into Miami, as you mentioned with Eric Spolster, is a great coach, championship coach. But a sleeper team, you look at what they have, you know, the pieces that they have and Bam Adebayo and, and Jimmy Butler specifically, that's a team that could definitely catch some people off guard. Uh, without a doubt. Listen, this is what Jimmy wanted. Uh, you know, this Jimmy wanted a team of young guys that were going to listen. Uh, you know, we, we, we seen it play out in Minnesota. You seen it play out in Philadelphia. Jimmy, I love Jimmy Butler is my favorite NBA player. I really? love, I love Jimmy Butler. And you know why? Because if you know, and you know, Jimmy's story, if you go back and you see Jimmy, wasn't the best shooter in the world. Jimmy wasn't the best player. He had to earn everything nothing was ever given to jimmy butler and i think that's why he expects so much out of so many players he said listen young man i was in your spot before too and guess what i knew how to raise up and you're not raising up and that's a disrespect to me a disrespect mm -hmm. to this game so i love the way jimmy butler plays and teaches as well and you know you mentioned a lot of things about the west and i just want to go back and i love to take on houston because you know on a daily ticket last week they were my team 
team. When when Sean asked me, hey, well, what's the one team? And I said, listen, man, Houston, don't be two former MVPs on that team. Healthy, running gun style under D'Antoni. I mean, these guys are just going to run, and they're going to gun. And this is the kind of situation. And you say, OKC, Chris Paul is one of my – other favorite players that nobody talks about. Right. This guy is so good because he played in Charlotte and he was forgotten about. Nobody knew who CP3 was. And th- let's not mistake in that OKC has the third best record in the NBA since Thanksgiving. They're a scrappy team and they also have good coach. So a lot of a lot of good storylines to get us ready for the NBA. Yeah, and you know, I think if there were more than eight games here and so many teams hadn't clinched, that there there could be so much change that could still happen within each of these conferences. You know, it's just there there's a lot to to play for. There's a lot of talent across the team. It's very evenly divided. It's no longer um and especially when the Warriors dynasty was at its peak where it's just one or two teams leading each, each conference. I mean, when you're looking at the number 10 team in the Pelicans, and that's a team that still could be a playoff team and, and upset someone and make it, you know, make it into the, the second round or, or have a good run in the playoffs, it is definitely scary. So specifically starting off with our Thursday night matchups, how ironic is it? The Jazz, Rudy, Rudy Gobert wow. and the Jazz starting us off. <laughs> um, but no, great matchups here to start the, the, the season off. I don't think you could draw it up any better. As you mentioned, that Western Conference Finals late game between the Clippers and Lakers. You've got the Jazz and Pelicans. Of course, Friday, we've got more teams that are stepping in. The NBA did a really good job from the jump of matching up some incredible games. The Celtics-Bucks is like a potential Eastern Conference final. As we mentioned, the Clippers-Lakers. You've got Luka and the Mavs versus James Harden, Westbrook, and the Rockets. Your initial thoughts when the NBA released the schedule, because I'm curious to know if it was similar to mine. (laughs) What did you first think when the NBA dropped the official NBA restart schedule and listed who's going to be starting off the the official season for us. Well, you listen, I, I I knew for you know for a fact that they were going to have to spark a complete interest and, and, and get the fan interaction right off the top. And they did exactly that. They didn't disappoint. I and mean, one thing the NBA always does is they play into the, you know, the, the fandom, so, so to speak, they've always done that. And when you're talking about, like you said, eight, you know, eight games, that, that that's it, eight games. And, you know, it's going to take some teams a few games, to even, you know, get right because there were some players who you mentioned earlier, you know, who were on the quarantine list who didn't have a chance to play in scrimmage games and are going to start the season, you know, basically cold. We, we, we don't know exactly what they're going to look like, but when you look at that game mm-hmm. with the Lakers, and, and I know you're going to like this because I know you're <laughs> King LeBron. Oh, yeah. It, it, from any player who benefited more from this rest, there's no other player than LeBron. And, you know, at, at the minutes he logs, at the age that he is, and has, has and how hard that he plays nobody will benefit more than LeBron not to mention getting his old teammate in J.R. Smith back on the team who looked fantastic by the way which is amazing that nobody reached out to J.R. Smith <laughs> and he just dropped like 20 and 7 like it was nothing the other night so it, it, it is just I am so excited obviously you can probably hear it in my energy but I just I, I love NBA basketball, and when the schedule came out, the first thing I thought, honestly, was just 88 games. 88 games in 22 days. I mean, 22 teams, 88 games. I mean, that was just, the first thing that came to my mind is, this is going to be electric, and I'm going to be a very, very busy person. 
<laughs> 88 games within a matter of a few weeks. And as you mentioned, you know, this is basically all you could ever want out of a out of a season. It's just the playoffs at this point. Now, these eight games leading up to it for teams, of course, some competing for something like a playoff spot, whereas others are just competing and, and preparing to, for the playoffs. But you really could not draw this up any better. I mean, for the Western Conference to have so many teams that are still in it with 13 teams, you know, I know you didn't even talk about the Spurs, the Suns, the Kings, so many teams that are still right there that are exciting to watch. It's, it's fun basketball, you know, for LeBron James and the Lakers. Unfortunately, that um, electric game that J.R. Smith was against the Wizards. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, you look at the, the fact that quarantine, in my opinion, looks like it dropped 10 years off of LeBron James. Watching him shoot around, watching him lift and train, he seems like he's, he's in playoff mode right now. He he's knows that this is it, and he's focused and locked in. So it is very exciting to see the way that the league has returned, watching the behind the scenes looks and, and learning more about these teams off the floor, watching how they've been returning. And the scrimmages were like a summer league feel, but a, a preseason feel more than that as we were watching them limiting minutes. So I'm most excited that we finally get to see them go full speed. It's going, it's time to go full tilt. No more managing minutes or load management or anything like that. This is it. It's a postseason. These eight games are prepping for the for the preseason. I mean, prepping for the playoffs, excuse me. And it's time. It's go time. So, Tony, I know we're going to get more into the Sixers specifically. We've got more to talk about on our Friday edition of Locked on Wizards. But where can those that are listening follow you on social media to keep up with your content? Uh, the biggest thing is just follow me at Tikatilla23, and you just you'll see all the hats that I wear. Uh, at Heat Ratio Sports is my own show and my own brand, Heat Ratio Podcast. And you know, again, at Fox Sports the Gambler and at PhillyInfluencers.com, you can catch me on any one of those four traffic sites. Perfect. You're a busy man, a busy man. And I thank you for taking time to join us as we get ready for the NBA restart. We've got more to talk about in our Friday edition. So for those listening, stay tuned for that. And Tony, thank you for joining us to preview what's the excitement to come starting tonight as we have the Lakers Clippers at 9 p.m. Eastern time and the Jazz Pelicans 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. So thank you so much for joining the show. Absolutely. Thanks again for having me. Coming up in our next segment, the Wizards and the NBA are preparing for more than just basketball to start off this NBA restart. Hear what players and the Wizards have planned around the league. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The preseason period is over, and with the official start of games on Thursday, it is also time for us to see exactly what these players, coaches, and staff have in mind to speak up on social injustice. Now, many NBA players have discussed the names they'll be rocking on the back of their jerseys. A lot of different players have agreed on social justice messages. The league and the MBPA have agreed on this move. And there's a team-by-team list of what each player is going to be putting on the back of their jersey. Now, some players have opted out and decided not to have a message on their jersey. And that's fine. But there are a lot of players across the league that have listed their messages. 
looking specifically at the Wizards, there are a handful of players that have decided on the messages they're going to be having on the back of their jerseys. Troy Brown Jr. and Jerome Robinson have the words Black Lives Matter. Admiral Schofield, enough, will be on his jersey. The word enough. Shabazz Napier and Andres Pazanix with the word equality. Isak Bonga with the word peace. Jonathan Williams has Say Her Name on his jersey. And then Jan Mahinmi and Mo Wagner with the word vote. And the league has discussed ways to add messages around all the images that we're seeing, whether on jerseys or even on the court, as we're seeing the words Black Lives Matter on the basketball court. And head coach Scott Brooks spoke about what the team as a whole is planning to do and has updated us on their conversations as they plan for their first game Friday and exactly what the team will be doing around social injustice. Coach Brooks mentioned that the players have talked and had good conversations around plans for the game Friday in terms of social injustice messages and that they all want better from everyone. And this gives them a chance to use their platform to to really be a part of that change. And they're finalizing what they're going to do so that players and coaches don't exactly know what the plan is for Friday. They are here to play basketball, but also to impact a lot of the things that they as people think are important. And as coaches, Brooks mentioned that they've also been talking with everyone on the staff. Everyone does have a choice, as mentioned before, across the league. But for the staff, they want to do whatever they decide on together. And that's the biggest part. These players, coaches, staff, they all want to be a part of change. They're going to support it. Everyone is not forced to be a part of it. But whatever they do, they are going to decide on something that everyone supports in some way to do something to make a stand together. So we'll see how the Wizards make their stand as a team. We've been seeing a lot of discussion around messages and plans across the league, and we'll have to wait to see Friday night exactly what the Wizards and coaches decide to do, if anything, in terms of social injustice messages and being a part of change in that way, in some sort of warm-up shirt or stance or taking a knee or anything like that. So we'll stay tuned for that and be on the lookout for what the Wizards have planned. So the biggest thing is no one is being forced to, to be a part of this. No one is being forced to take a knee or forced to have a message on their jersey or forced to be a part of the change and the messaging around making change happen. It has been very transparent from the beginning that the NBA, the MBPA, and all the players have agreed on if anyone is interested in stepping up and, and saying something, that they have this platform to do that. So it will be very interesting to see as Thursday's games tip off with LeBron James and the Lakers, Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers, and then also having the Jazz and the Pelicans face off against each other to see exactly what the players and coaches have been planning to use their platforms to speak up against what is going on in our society right now and to help be a part of change. So coming up next time, we have to prepare for Friday's game versus the Suns, breaking down the matchup between the Wizards and the Suns as they start off their first official game for the NBA restart And then a deeper dive into the Wizards and Sixers with Tony Cotillo back on the show for another edition of Locked on Wizards. So hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star review. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and enjoy the start of the NBA official season. 88 games, 22 teams, everyone fighting for a chance either to get into the playoffs or just to prepare for the playoffs. It all starts today. The excitement is finally here, guys. We have waited long enough. The Pelicans and Jazz get us started. The Clippers and Lakers finish off day one. And then day two, we've got a lot of games across the league, including the Wizards versus Suns. 
I can't wait. I'm sure you're excited too. So I hope you guys are enjoying game day today. And I'll be right back here tomorrow as we break down more around the Wizards and the league. I'm your host, Renee Washington. You're listening to Locked On Wizards on the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great game day, and I'll see you back here next time. Washington out. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.